May grace and peace be multiplied to each of you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Dear friends in Christ, this morning we have a convergence of three major milestones in our church year. It is the first Sunday after Christmas, and it is also the eve of the circumcision and name of Jesus. And of course, it is New Year's Eve as well. Thus, the texts for our consideration this morning are really all three that we just heard a few moments ago. Not only our Old Testament lesson, but our epistle reading and our Holy Gospel, of course. As always, we go deeper into these texts for edification this morning. We do so in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear friends in Christ, today is, among other things, the eve of a new year, 2024. This occasion then begs the question for us, brothers and sisters. Are you prepared for what might come through the door in 2024? Now, in years past, when preaching a New Year's message, I'd go for the low-hanging fruit of our doomed-to-fail resolutions. Those are easy to pick on, right? Most of which we usually give up by Mardi Gras, if not Ash Wednesday, if not to renew them then for Lent. Usually they're dead in the water by Valentine's Day at least, when hopefully you're not in the doghouse. This was my typical or my stock message in years past. We're doomed to fail on our own, but God, who is faithful and just, forgives our sins and cleanses us from all unrighteousness, especially the unrighteousness of our failed efforts at self-improvement, at self-actualization, especially at self-sanctification. However, this year, upon further reflection, really looking at the past two or three years, a more atypical theme seems to have taken root and established itself among us as a New Year's meditation today. Back up. Are we really ready for 2024, dear friends in Christ? I returned from my last deployment as an Army National Guard chaplain in 2020. Our whole staff, before we left, had been struck with this nagging chest cold that wiped us all out for about three to four weeks, took away our sense of smell. Nobody had a name for it yet, but what we did know is just when we thought we could go home to our families, not yet, quarantine in the desert of Fort Bliss for two weeks before we could go home. Later that year, on New Year's 2020, I reflected right over there where Elias and Jennifer are sitting, right here at Grace. I reflected on the first full year of what was the pandemic COVID-19 year. Thinking to myself, as I look forward to 2021, how could it get any more crazier in 2021? It's not possible. We're going to go back to normal, right? Like they like to say, the new normal, right? We got back to that. I wasn't prepared for 2021. Certainly not for not even one week into 2021. And the events of January 6th, its aftermath, the strife that it caused and the rifts, among friends, neighbors, loved ones, fellow citizens here in America. Later on throughout the year, I had no idea, no clue that I'd be spending most of my time as a National Guard chaplain gathering and managing for the National Guard uh, requests from soldiers who didn't want to submit to the required COVID-19 vaccinations. It seems like that was all I did for my ministry, at least 90% of it, in 2021. Never would have been prepared for that. 
Despite the chaos, the displacement of 2021, I again, at the end of that year, sat right there again here in Grace on Christmas Day this time, before New Year's, but thinking in New Year's terms, thankful, reflecting on God's protection, His overwatch, His sustainment in a crazy, topsy-turvy time, taking us through safely. Very grateful, very thankful for that. In fact, I remember sitting in that place right there, praying before the service started, silently grateful and thankful to God, aware of being thankful to, to Him, having Psalm 4 in the forefront of my mind and my heart. Psalm 4 says, You have put more joy in my heart than they have when their grain and wine abound. And I remember very intentionally praying to the Lord and saying, Things are great. You've blessed us. Keep me faithful and thankful if things take a negative, bad turn in 2022. I was very aware of that. I remember asking the Lord to keep me in, with the words of the psalmist in good times and bad. A few hours after that, on that same Christmas day, I'd find myself in the UAMS ER with a clavicle broken through after a pretty major concussion, not the way I had thought of starting the new year 2022. A few months into 2022, I totaled my beloved 2016 golf when I was trying to go left on Broadway from 3rd downtown. Nobody injured, thanks be to God. However, a sad loss. I wasn't prepared. I was clueless again for 2022. I wasn't prepared for it. Especially as we have come now two years later to behold what happened in February of 2022. Who would have thought that we would see uh, the largest military operation since the Balkan Wars as the Russians came into Ukraine? A conflict that endures to this day and intensifies to this very day as we speak, dear friends in Christ. So on New Year's Day 2022, a little more reserved, a pall of anxiety seemed to hang in the air as we gathered here again at Grace. Anxious, anxious yet trusting in our Lord's providence to guard our hearts and our minds because again, we were not prepared for 2022 also. I never imagined that I would hear in real time the weathercasters a few months into 2023 say, that prepare for a direct hit of an F3 tornado at the Kroger Shopping Center at the intersection of 430 and Rodney Parham, a place that I knew that my wife was working and hunkered down, sheltered in place at Rock City Running with her fellow employees on that day. I drove a few minutes later to the site, fully expecting to see the worst, preparing myself to, to give that speech to Elias and Asher that it was going to be the three of us in the world and that we would have to go on without mom. Thanks be to God, dear friends in Christ. Miracles are real. Divine overwatch is real. Guardian angels are real. Today, dear friends, is December 31st, 2023. We're all anxious. We all have our fears, our anxieties, our loathings, our dreads, many so deep that I can't even contemplate some of the things those of you are going through, especially our two families who have lost loved ones this week here at Grace. Very sad way to spend the holidays. Very uh, time of loss and mourning for many. I can't imagine that or probe those depths. More than that, we're all enveloped by a culture that seems to feed on our anxieties, a society that stokes 
fears, dreads, and loathings. Our popular entertainment industry contributes to this. If you haven't seen it already, the American film providers A24 have prepared to release a trailer for a movie called Civil War. Now, A24, for those of you who aren't familiar, they usually put out very thoughtful, thought-provoking, smaller-budget films that we call art house, great movies most of the time. This time they've got a big $75 million budget, and they've started in advance hyping this movie called Civil War. This movie imagines what an American Civil War could look like in the very near future. Think a couple of years. It's generated a lot of buzz. The reactions to the trailer are almost as notable as the trailer itself. I've watched a lot of commentary this week and heard what people have to say as they anticipate it. Some see it as poignant, maybe even needed for conversation nationally, thoughtful. Others are more dismissive and see it as too close to the bone, too, pro too uh, provocative given the tensions across our nation. My initial thought when I watched the trailer was, really? Right now, are they trying to poke the bear? The powder keg doesn't need a spark, guys. Come on. Your friends of Christ, there is the feeding of anxieties all around us. There will never be a lack of anxiety fuel in our lives and in our culture. So we do have to ask ourselves, how do we respond to the question, are we prepared for what could come through the door in 2024? How do we answer that question? Here at Grace, we know that our answer somehow, some way, has to be connected to what we call the means of grace, God's word for us and the sacraments on this altar that we partake in today in the baptismal font. With that in mind, let's dig into our texts, into God's word, that means of grace for our lives. It speaks directly for right now, New Year's Eve, getting ready for 2024. As we do, let's remember a little guiding concept. Pastor Schaff has been great over the last few weeks in our Bible studies, talking about the word remember. And in the Old Testament Hebrew, the root for that is zakar, and it has a very deep meaning in scripture for us. Over the past few weeks, he's really unpacked that, and it's been very edifying to consider that. We hear a lot about remembrance and not forgetting by God in the scriptures, both Old and New Testaments. God's remembrance, to begin, is not just a nostalgic recalling of a one-time event in the past. Many of you came off the holidays. It's not like that old uncle giving you a, there I was, story. It's not that kind of remember. God's remembrance is a holy remembrance. It's a sacred remembrance. It's a remembrance that isn't bound to the past alone. It's alive in the past, for sure, but it's also active in the present, and it's reliable, dear friends in Christ, for the future that we face. So God's holy remembrance prepares us for the year ahead in 2024. We prepare for the future by looking to what God has done to bring us here to the present because we can't take that for granted. Dear friends in Christ, with that it's in mind, let's start with our epistle. From Galatians 4, St. Paul writes, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the Spirit into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. 
Here, St. Paul is modeling this for us. He's rendering holy remembrance of what started at Christmas, for sure, which we just came through. But he doesn't stop there. He continues. What does that mean for us? So if you're no longer a slave, but a son, and if a son, then an heir through God. Those little words have so much import, have so much uh, meaning for us today, dear friends of Christ, because here St. Paul is reminding us that not only is Christmas not over, by the way, it still is till January 6th, even though the Hallmark uh, card people have packed up and are getting ready for Valentine's Day, we still have to dwell in Christmas for a while longer and savor it. He says not only is Christmas not over, but he also says we're to approach 2024 fearless, not enslaved, not, that means not enslaved to fear, not enslaved or a prisoner to loathing, to anxiety, to dread, to any of those things that would come into our hearts and minds and strike us and take us from our Lord. Why are we to face 2024 this way? Because we are full sons and full heirs through God in Christ. Our gospel lesson, too, connects to and confirms this same present past and future reality based on God's holy remembrance. St. Luke's gospel, which we just heard a moment ago, the evangelist records the account of the infant Jesus being brought to the temple by the holy family, by faithful Mary, faithful Joseph, for his circumcision and his naming. Why did they do this? Again, sacred remembrance. They do this, as the scriptures tell us, according to the law of Moses, to present him Jesus to the Lord as it is written in the law of the Lord. This means that Mary, Joseph, the baby Jesus, they're not outside, operating outside of the scope of God's holy remembrance either. They are very much grafted into it and part of it as well. And then St. Luke records for us a really a beautiful reinforcement of God's holy remembrance. We see it exhibited in the lives of two individuals at the temple. They're present that day. We hear about an 84-year-old widow named Anna. She's lived the majority of her life, if you caught that, married for a brief seven years from the days of her youth, and then her husband passes. And she lives uh, this long life in faithful service to God, in prayer, in fasting, in the temple. In this aftermath, she's remained devout, She's remained trusting that God would not forget her, that he would remember her. And so at that moment, when the Holy Family arrives, she, is, she rejoices greatly at that arrival. It's the answer to a life of prayer and of devotion. Simeon too. Simeon is the officiant of the ceremony this morning. He's also very old, and he's been assured that he would not die until he would see with his own eyes the very Messiah, Jesus, the Lord's anointed, the Christ. This is what St. Luke's text means when he says that Simeon is waiting for the consolation of Israel. What is that? It's a consolation reinforced and promised through God's sacred remembrance, through his word, dear friends in Christ. Simeon's recognition of the baby Jesus, we passed that by so quickly, but we're told he wouldn't have been able to ascertain that moment without what? Without the divine revelation of the Holy Spirit to him. Without the Holy Spirit 
Simeon would pass this moment by, not even recognize the baby Jesus, think it was just another kid coming through the temple. By the power of the Holy Spirit, Simeon doesn't miss it, and he doesn't forget it. He remembers because he is remembered by God as well. Sacred remembrance. And so he responds with those famous words. You know them. Lord, now you're letting your servant depart in peace. Why? Because according to your word, my eyes have seen the salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all people, a light for the revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. Simeon remembers God's remembering, and we, in return, remember Simeon's remembrance. We do that every time the divine service happens here at Grace, and we sing or chant or speak sometimes the words of the Nuke Menes, the Song of Simeon, which we will do in a few moments here at the end of our service. This underscores another point, dear friends in Christ. Our liturgy is not dead. It's not some old stuffy, Germanic, medieval custom that we've clung on to and don't want to let go of. It's alive. It's enduring. It is sacred remembrance as well. It's this wonderful vehicle. And with this, more than that, think about it. This is where we put our armor on for 2024. This is where we head into a new year, ready for whatever comes our way, strengthened by our liturgy, by word and sacrament contained in it here at Grace Lutheran Church. Finally, brothers and sisters, and ultimately, God's holy remembrance transcends past, present, and future. They blend together. They merge together. Our Old Testament lesson emphasizes this new reality. Here God is giving words to the prophet Nathan this time to speak to David. He begins with remembering his past actions that have brought Israel and King David to this very present moment. Says, whoa, before you do anything, remember where we've been and let's orient ourselves to where we are right now because you haven't taken a single breath without me. The Lord speaking his word to Nathan to give to David, to give to us, dear friends in Christ, is, I have not lived in a house since the day I brought the people of Israel from Egypt to this day, but I've been moving about in a tent for my dwelling. I took you from the pasture, from following the sheep, that you should be a prince over my people Israel. And I have been with you wherever you went and have cut off all of your enemies from before you. Here the Lord through the prophet is imparting his holy remembrance to David and to us this morning, reminding and reinforcing his saving work. Salvation history never stops. The word of the Lord then shifts to a more future-themed remembrance. Did you catch it when you heard the Old Testament reading a moment ago from Pastor Leach? A promise of what's to come. The Lord says, And I will make for you a great name, like the name of the great ones of the earth. And I will give you rest from all your enemies. I will raise up your offspring from after you, who shall come from your own body. And I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. And your house and your kingdom shall be made sure before me. Your throne shall be established forever. Don't think about this text and exchange its meaning for a cheap counterfeit 
or a cheap knockoff, that it's in some way a prophecy about events in the Middle East. Because as you can see, there is no peace in the Middle East, dear friends in Christ. This is a more enduring prophecy to God's church, the new Israel. It is for us. It doesn't just exist in the Old Testament. It doesn't just exist bound in one place or time. It is for us as a church, dear friends in Christ. A house built that Jesus himself built. His name is placed here in this house where word and sacrament are. These are words of the Lord through the prophet Nathan to give to the King David in his time about Jesus who will come. Did you catch that? And also the same words for us, dear friends in Christ, in our time as we prepare for a new year. What does that mean for us this morning? It means that we are prepared for what might rear its ugly head, what's in store, might, what might come through the door in 2024. We're ready. Why? Because right here in this house, built by the one who came after David from his own lineage, in this house here at Grace, at this altar, in this church, is contained the name of our Lord, the same name of the Lord revealed in 2 Samuel all those thousands of years ago. It's alive and well for us today here on December 31st, 2023. As we end this year, 2023, and as we begin 2024 here in this house where the name of our Lord dwells, is with us, has never left us, we will always and forevermore remember that we follow him through the wilderness of this life, wherever it may take us, in this world, no matter how dark, no matter what 2024 might bring to us or throw at us. We end this year and begin a new one in confidence, dear friends in Christ, and in joy. A continued Merry Christmas to you all this morning and a happy and most blessed new year of 2024. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.